All right, guys. Hey, welcome back. You know who this is. Selwyn Robbins, the host of Mandated Podcast Show. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, guys. Man, it's always a great pleasure to be in front of you once again. I know you can't see me, but I hope you can uh, hear that I have an awesome disposition right now. And you may ask why. Well, simply because it's an awesome day. It's been filled, you know, especially going back to last week. You know, it's very tiring, but it was all fruitful for sure. Um, you know, for me last week, it was a holiday as far as a workday was concerned on Monday. But I, I did decide to go in work 12 hours. And I haven't done that in a while, really. And I really uh, didn't want to in the sense of like, man, it's holiday. I could be at home. But nonetheless, I went in, had uh, some great times with our co-workers and we made it through and another long week at work, but it has been fruitful and it culminated uh, Saturday where uh, actually before going into work earlier that morning, my wife and I participated with New Start in Life Foundation uh, based here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They were hosting a food event, outreach event in the Colony, Texas there at the Colony High School. And we were able to participate in uh, providing food uh, for families. But we're doing more than just providing food. We're providing a safety net that individuals that are in a hard time right now, and I believe they call it uh, food insecurity, may be facing that right now. We were able to provide uh, food for almost 1,800 families. I believe that's what it was. And it's awesome. I wasn't able to, my wife and I weren't able to stay for the full event uh, due to I had to go to work and uh, we had other things on the schedule, but it was great. It was really great uh, to be there uh, with Pastor, or excuse me, Apostle Carter and uh, Lady Carter, Keisha Carter, that is, and all the great work they were doing. And, you know, you can't, you can't not say that you want to be the feet and hand of God's ministry and never put your feet in hand to his work. And we truly believe in being that vessel for the things that God wants to do. So we were able to participate in that particular fashion. And it was awesome. You know, my wife uh, has so much compassion um, in her that as she was uh, providing food for one lady, that lady was crying and therefore my wife was crying and you know, everybody's in tears. But it was awesome to know that you're placed in a position to meet the need of somebody else. So guys, I, I urge you now, if you're if you know of a place you can just step in and support, it's not about leading, just step in and support locally. Do it because you're gonna be blessing somebody for sure. You may not see them right then and there, but your actions, your words, your presence will definitely help that person. So please find a local organization that needs help and join in, you know, yourself, a uh, few of your friends, but more importantly, bring your family along because that's what it truly ends up being about. So, hey guys, you know, uh, before we go into break, just we're going to recap a few things. Lately, we've, uh, well, actually just the last episode, we began the topic of speaking on toxic masculinity. And I believe I spoke on crying, you know, that fallacy of uh, men don't cry or men shouldn't cry. And, you know, recapping on that, you know, as we were growing up, especially 
for boys playing sports, you know, you couldn't cry on the field. You know, it's almost like the Tom Hanks, you know, there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in football, no crying in basketball or track. You know, it's the, the, this quote of man up. And that brings a big detriment to us as we grow further on into life and therefore becoming adults. And we kind of live under that false, that falseness for most of our life. And unfortunately, some never come out of it. But, you know, we're speaking on this situation. Everybody seems like they're speaking on this situation of toxic masculinity because it is a problem. Um, and we, when we continue to explore this, which we're going to do here shortly, we want to keep it balanced because it's not just toxic masculinity. You, you have to first, in order for it to be toxic, anything to be toxic at one point it had to have been good or healthy so i want to make sure that we're putting a balance to this and not skewing it to one slant one particular side of this story and make sure that we're getting the information we need so that we can become better more and discussing this topic in a more holistic manner guys um, i'm not sure where you are but i hope you're tuning in and taking some kind of notes to think about where you are today and where I, um, where I want to go with this is I, I want to put this underneath an umbrella. And when you, you may say, well, what are you talking about? Put this underneath the umbrella. Literally, you know, when you, you pick up an umbrella for going outside, you know, you have to take it in your hand. You have to open it up. But have you ever stopped to think about how that umbrella is constructed? The main thing I want to focus on are the ribs, the long ribs of the umbrella that hold the panels together. And I want you to visualize this, that each uh, rib of that umbrella represents a certain um, area in a man's life that can be healthy or not healthy. And I'm using the umbrella because we carry that with us to keep us. That's part of us. It keeps us safe. Whether it's healthy or not, we feel that is the one thing that's going to keep us uh, protected. So I want to explore that from a broad sense and the umbrella and breaking it down into different areas. And uh, just earlier today, I was reading a um, article on medical news today, and that's actually where I'm going to base some of this uh, conversation off of. And it has some great information. It's not too lengthy and not too detailed, but enough to get the conversation going. So um, if you have a chance, you know, go to medicalnewstoday.com, go into articles and look up toxic masculinity. And we're going to talk about this a little bit. And once again, I said, you know, let's be balanced about it and let, let it not be skewed, you know. So, hey, guys, when we come back from the break, we're going to pick up and we're going to get into this once again. We're going to talk about it. All right. All right. So as we left off, I mentioned that we're going to get back into toxic masculinity. However, we're going to balance it out with the other side, that being the healthy masculinity. And as I'm looking over my notes right now, you know, it is it's very interesting in today's time that, of course, you know, we're wanting everybody to be better as the tagline goes, you know, to be the best version of yourself. Well, in order to do that, of course, you have to know who you are at that particular time and 
uh, where you want to be? How do you want to exude um, that best characteristic, that best trait of yourself? Well, you know, that takes a lot of introspective research. Now, when I say a lot, um, it does take a lot. It takes time just as well. But we could begin with one thing. So on the toxic side, what do we see that's very toxic that men have been um, portraying for so many years? Well, one thing I would definitely say is being dominant in every area of their life. And what I mean is dominating everybody, not in the sense of uh, them uplifting them or anything like that, but it's making sure that nobody gets ahead of you. You know, we're not putting our best abilities and skill sets uh, forward to help anybody else, just ourselves. Well, you know, as we grow up as men, you know, we're kind of taught that especially when it relates to sports, because for the most part, we've been tied to some form of athleticism, you know, from Pop Warner football, you know, to the NFL that we watch today and everything that we we are taught, the techniques, the moves, the mindset is all centered around dominating, being quicker and being better and stronger than the next person or the next man in front of you. So that tends to translate into the real world, the reality that we have to live every day. So um, now we have put out there that in order to be a man, you have to dominate. Well, I, I have to say, yeah, there's a truth to that, but not dominate others. You have to dominate the things that to speak on the healthy side of it, the things that try to control you. So, uh, for instance, if you know that in a sense of toxic masculinity, you know, in the heritage of your family, that most of the men in your family not did not just drink, but they were drunk all the time. You know, every time there was a get together, you know, somebody was drunk. But that was the trait of being a man, you know, showing the masculinity that you have. Well, how does that play out into your life today? Well, you ended up possibly taking on the same kind of traits that your father, your uncles, your grandfather, your great grandfather probably did just as well. So now that's the thing that you feel in your mind um, makes you the man that you're supposed to be today. But the toxic side of that, or to go deeper into that, is that because you drank so much, now you have cirrhosis of the liver. Now you're dealing with health issues, right? Because of how you were taught. So how to balance this out, do we make, how do we change toxicity into healthy? Well, you know, just speaking on, you know, alcoholism. Yes, you can go to AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, and get the help there so you can balance out that life. It's not that you have to stop drinking, it's that you need to cut back on your drinking because you're leading uh, yourself and possibly others to an unfortunate and untimely death. You know, it may not be you, but you could be drinking and driving and unfortunately someone, you hit someone and they lose their life. You know, that's how toxicity plays out um, in our lives, one facet of it anyway. But, you know, uh, before I went to the break, I was talking about the umbrella and um, I just want to label it, you know, the umbrella of masculinity 
with two smaller umbrellas, one on each side, one being healthy, the other being toxic. And what do the ribs, that is the, the spines, what you would probably call the spines that keep the umbrella in shape, what do they represent? You know, so for instance, on the healthy side, what makes you a better person? It could be your spirituality. It could be that you are willing to show your emotions compared to the flip side of that is you're, you are emotionalist. There's no sympathy or empathy because you weren't taught to show that, yet alone be that. You know, at the same time, you know, let's say spirituality, you, you're thought you're the biggest person. You're the man on the block. And there's nobody bigger or higher than you. There's no purpose higher or deeper than you. Also, you could look at, um, how do I want to say, you know, when it, when it comes to sexuality in the sense of the, the bad side is that many men grew up with the, the training that you need to get as many notches on your belt before you're married. And even while you're married, yeah, you're still allowed to have more notches on your belt. Yeah, that's a big lie, right? Well, that's what I believe, but some guys today don't. They feel that is still a rite of passage to state that you are a man compared to what many believe is the best virtue of marriage that a man marries one woman. And now this is not boring uh, or excuse me, boring, you know, divorces or anything, but a man marries that woman and lives that fruitful relationship, that union throughout however many years. That's the healthy side. And the healthy consequence to that is now that your children, if they are involved, are able to see what a true marriage is compared to um, one that is filled, riddled with you know, strife and you issues of different kinds or whatnot. So it becomes a very unstable household. You know, and this is what we're trying to do here. You know, this is not going to be when I talk about being balanced, it's not going to be balanced as in 50 50. It just isn't um, because life is it's just not like that. It, it's never going to be. But we can make it the best we can for ourselves and those that are attached to us. And, you know, when it comes to the results of toxicity, you know, it shows itself in a lack of friendship It you know, psychological trauma, you know, suicide, unfortunately, for men, which is, uh, I think, either number one or number two, as far as the killers of men outside of cancer. Also, you know, substance abuse, you know, sexual assault, domestic violence. Um, unfortunately, you know, jail or prison time, you know, academic challenges also, you know, and at the same time, bullying. You know, we grew up in school knowing who the bully was. But at that time, we just thought, he was a bully. That's all he wanted to do. Or she at times just wanted to beat people up. But we were never thinking about what was happening in the home for that young man to act out in that particular manner in school, right? Could have been peer pressure. It could have been um, he was just um, displaying the violence that he saw at home. Now taking it to school, of course, it could be that because he saw the violence at home, 
he didn't know how to express himself in the right way. So now he's expressing it in the wrong way. Of course, initially um, drawing criticism to himself. Uh, unfortunately, it could be holding him back in education, getting uh, detention, at worst case scenario, being kicked out of school, you know, therefore leading to a lack of education, leading to a lack of unemployment, therefore can possibly uh, lead to a life of selling drugs, incarceration, you know, and that's a whole nother issue. This topic is crucial to us becoming better men. Now, guys, if you want to stay the way you are right now, that's you. I I implore you not to, but if you feel you're fine, there's nothing that you need to change or improve or stop, fine. But, you know, for me, I, I have to say, I saw um, some of that violence growing up. And in turn, I unfortunately became violent at times or abusive at times. And I caught myself, yes, because uh, leaders, elders, you know, people told me, straight up told me, that's wrong. And me as an individual, not even man, just an individual of who I know I am, I didn't like that. I didn't like the results of my actions. So I made a decision and I stand on that point today that if I ever felt trapped, um, frustrated, hurt or angry, I didn't lash out in any way. I would walk away or find a quiet place or just calm myself down internally so that it wouldn't turn out to be a bad situation. And I have to say, that's one of the ways to combat this toxicity in our life. You know, the Bible tells us that um, death and life are in the power of the tongue, right? So I have to speak those words of affirmations over my life and instance, or for example, that I am a man of God. I am a child of God. I'm a man of valor. I'm a believer of Jesus Christ. I'm a better man than I was yesterday. And I look to be a better man tomorrow from where I am now. You know, those things you have to speak and envision that happening and being in your life. It doesn't make sense to continue on tomorrow, on to tomorrow, onto tomorrow in the same way. And what I mean is not necessarily the next 24 hours. You know, that's one aspect. Yes, you can say it right now. I make this declaration over myself that I will not, um, I will not act out in this way. I will not speak this way. I will not cohort this way. I will not um, uh, connect this way with other people and or myself because I see it has been a detriment to who I am over these past months, weeks, years, even days. Um, but at the same time, it takes time. So if not tomorrow, a little bit longer, but you have to work towards it if you want it. And that's the thing. Do you want to be a healthy, masculine man or a toxic man? I don't care who you are. We all have to face this challenge. And it's it can be a great challenge if we embrace it that way. You know, I, I have to go back to a time of being in school. We weren't taught this. There was no reason to, right? It wasn't a set curriculum. There were no programs for men or young men at that time to show them how to be a man. You know, we learned this through 
speaking to our friends, you know, being involved with sports. And that's one of the biggest things, you know, uh, through dating, you know, experiences of others. There was no rite of passage class to say, hey, these are the ups and downs of being a young man and man. And these are the ways or steps that you can take to be that person that you want to be. You know, the military is even that, you know, when I have to tell you, when um, I signed up for the military, I didn't even tell my mom, not until like a month or two before I had to leave. I'm laughing now because it's funny, but it wasn't funny then. I tell you, oh, man, that, that was something there. But her and my aunt, they both took me to um, the drop drop off point uh, where I needed to be. And I tell you, when I was separating from them, I was crying, you know, because it was the first time I ever left home like this. I mean, I was going to a whole new state and a whole new life, a whole new different way of living that I didn't know what was going to be in store. And I tell you, you know, um, what you saw or see in the movies relating to boot camp, that's what it was for me in the Navy. You know, we got there, um, we got to the recruiting base or excuse me, yeah, the training base, you know, pretty late. It was maybe somewhere between one, two o'clock in the morning, right? Uh, because we just couldn't find our flight, et cetera, et cetera. Couldn't get a ride to the base. But anyway, we got there, got squared in. And I tell you, um, my life changed as soon as I heard the trash can being banged upon, thrown down the birthing area. And I'm waking up out of my sleep like everybody else talking about what in the world is this? Right. And my mind says like, oh, man, I cannot believe this is happening. But at the same time, I believed it was happening because I kind of saw it on the movies. But I didn't know it was really going to be like that. Right. But I say all that to say that um, sometimes it takes that drastic change for us to change our ways. You know, it's like, you know, jumping in um, a freezing cold uh, lake. You know, they have those polar plunges or whatnot. Sometimes you need to do something like that. Not necessarily that example, but have that drastic impact in your life to wake you up. You know, just shake you and say, I'm not living the life I'm supposed to be living. What do I need to do? And I will tell you this. You can't do it on your own. Don't try it. Yes, you need you are the only one that can make the decision, but you really need to be accountable in making this happen. That way, of course, there's accountability, but you're keeping track of what you're doing and you're looking forward. Um, this not not a goal. I'm not going to say this is a goal per se, because once you reach goals, then you stop. But this is a lifelong process that you're continuing to evolve in your belief, in your mannerisms, your character, your characteristics, um, your way of doing things. There's so much in life that we allow to come into our minds and our bodies and our spirits that are toxic, but we don't take the time to really flush them out. And I, I want you to to really think about this. I haven't finished researching all of this, but when it comes to what we take into our body, we take in a lot of toxins, things that are really are not supposed to be ingested in any way, shape or form. Um, but the great thing about the human body is that it's built to expel those toxins. 
And just as the, the body itself, the internal workings of the body itself is built to um, get rid of those things that make us weaker, it's the same way we'll have to understand those things that we're taking in, in through our mind um, and through associations that we're going to have to filter out. You know, I, I tell you this, you know, it, from business, from a business standpoint, they always say, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, you need to start hang, hanging around millionaires. Well, if you start hanging around millionaires, that means you need to stop hanging around thousand dollar people. Right. To some degree, that's true. And it's nothing wrong with those that are making less or anything like that, as far as the example is concerned. But it means you have to move from the thing that stops you from growing into the thing that will keep you growing. Come on, somebody, I know you're listening to this, you know, um, a way of combating, once again, the toxicity is, you know, we, it may sound counterproductive, but we need to be vulnerable. Yeah, vulnerable, open, able to talk about our emotions. Guys, this is not just a woman thing. This is a human thing. You were built with emotions, but you were also taught to keep them at bay because of the masculinity effect. You know, Tom Hanks has said it best in uh, the, the baseball movie, um, uh, Big League, I believe it was. It say, you know, there's no crying in baseball. And, you know, that, that's kind of true, but it's not true when it comes to manhood. We were raised with that. But in manhood, you do cry. It doesn't show that you're weak in the sense of uh, you can't do anything, but it means that you're weak in the sense of you're wanting to be better. So it's okay to cry, guys. I know I mentioned that last time we spoke. I'm not gonna, you know, go any further into it, but we are able to show emotion. That's the healthy side of masculinity. The false side of it is not to show it, to be stoic, to be firm, you know, with your hands crossed, you know, your lips tight you know, not budging on anything. Well, I'll tell you, you continue to stay in that same uh, position, that same stance, you're going to fail. You're going to lose out on some things. So guys, I, I'm not going to belabor this. I just wanted to bring that to your attention and want you to really start thinking about your personal umbrellas of healthy and toxic masculinity. Guys, we all have them on both ends of the spectrum. We have many things about us that are very healthy, very positive, very enlightening. At the same time, there are aspects of our life that are not the best, that do not um, allow us to grow. They're just designed to stunt our growth. And any man that you speak to, they don't want to be stunted in any way. You know, and this toxic masculinity, I have to say, actually emasculates our role. You know, we normally think about that term emasculation when it comes to being emasculated from the voice of a woman. When a woman is frustrated with the man, whatever she says negative to him kind of emasculates him, uh, reduces him to something little less than what he is. Um, but at the same time, we have the opportunity to do it to ourselves and we don't even look at it that way. So I just want to leave you with that. Focus on your umbrellas, guys. What is healthy? What is toxic? And when you look at them, what are the things that you need to increase? What are the things that you need to reduce uh, so you could become that whole man? 
Hey guys, Selwyn Robbins once again, and we're going to continue to uh, talk about this topic of masculinity, healthy and toxic, so that we can make you be the better version of yourself. All right, guys, I always love you, love speaking to you. Please send me your comments, your thoughts, because I want to engage in this conversation. I want to get that feedback and insight from you. What is your take on healthy and toxic masculinity? And on that same vein, how can we grow to be better than today? Love you guys.